welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. Get paid for your pad. 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 This episode is brought to you by Hostfully, a company that helps you make beautiful guidebooks for your listing. Make your own at hostfully.com slash pad. And as a special for Get Paid for Your Pad listeners, you'll get a free guidebook consultation after you make your guidebook. Welcome everybody, episode 147 of Get Paid for Your Pad. My name is Jasper, I'm your host as always, and today I'm very excited to be speaking to the first Airbnb experience host that I've ever interviewed. So I'm I'm really excited. Kat Lecohi is her name. Kat, welcome to the show. Hey, I didn't realize I was the first uh, experience host. I didn't know that. That's cool. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been wanting to to speak to an experienced host for a while. Since the moment that Airbnb launched the new experiences uh, platform, I've been very curious about it. I'm very curious to see if they can if they can make it happen if it's going to be as big of a hit as the you know as the home rentals and um I think there's you know there's a lot of opportunity for a lot of people to to jump on the platform given there's so many Airbnb users on the platform already that uh you know I I think it could be really great it could be really uh could be really big I signed up myself I haven't heard anything from Airbnb yet though uh, how long did it take you well, you didn't sign up, right? You were asked. Yeah. Um, so they launched in November, but they contacted me in July. I think they, they contacted me first in July saying that they were they were looking to um, set this all up. And I think they had like uh, four cities uh, that they were going to test it in and do the beta testing. I, I believe that that was Los Angeles, New York, uh, Tokyo, I think maybe London. And there was another one. I can't remember where that was. And they were just sort of seeing how it would work, what the response would be. And I know that their initial approach was they wanted to have a spectrum of interests for people to to pick from. So they came to Los Angeles and they're like, right, what do we want on our list of things? So we want someone who's into surfing, someone who knows the nightlife, um, maybe someone who's into kind of yoga, that kind of thing. And burlesque was something specifically that they wanted to look into. But they also were like, the, uh, it's not just about your interests, but also about having the type of people that use Airbnb. They really wanted to keep that um, people who are welcoming and people who want to meet other people and people who are um, excited to, to actually spend time with other people rather than just, hey, come and see my interests and then you're up to your own devices. And so they'd, they'd searched for burlesque people in Los Angeles and my Yelp page had had a lot of reviews on it that weren't just about my teaching, but was also about me as a person, like, oh, Kat's so approachable and Kat really makes you feel at ease. And so that's kind of what interested them to start off with uh, was was my approach to working with other people and my um, like inspiration with other people. So that's kind of what uh, I think drew them to me. And then when they called me, I was just really excited because 
I had just been putting together because I, I was already teaching burlesque anyway. And I have my uh, studio in my apartment where I, I do workshops and I do photo shoots and stuff. So I already kind of had like an experience set up um, in essence. I just didn't know it. Um, but when the guy was talking to me, I was like, yes, I'm so excited. I'm driving right now. Let me just call you back because this is very exciting. And then uh, it was Matt Orr who called me. And we ended up having like a, a two hour conversation. Just, we were just getting on really well as friends, you know? And I think that's when we were both like, yeah, this is, this is going to be a good fit, you know? And were you hosting on Airbnb at the time or no? No, I wasn't. I had previously used Airbnb. They didn't even know. I think they just, they just found my Yelp reviews and, and called me because of that. But um, I had used Airbnb before and my roommate had previously registered his room on Airbnb. So we'd, we'd done that a couple of times. So I had an Airbnb account because I had used it. Um, I just had never like been a host before. So, uh, it was really quite a new, when they called and said, hi, I'm from Airbnb. I was like, Oh God, what have I done wrong now? Like, <laughs> which bill did I not pay? I thought I was in trouble. Um, but no, they were like, can you put this experience together? So it was really fun. And it was just nice to have like that other guy to bounce the ideas off because they knew exactly what they want to be able to offer their customers. And they had a very strong idea of, of how they wanted it to work. And I had a very strong idea of what I could offer and matching those two together was a really um fun process really interesting so they so they really had a good idea about what they were looking for and they weren't necessarily going for airbnb host they they were just going for the people that they thought would be the best fit for the yeah. activity that they had in mind exactly their priority was to have a range of activities and to have just really good people who were going to make the experience really fun just so even if the activity was just like let's go for a dinner somewhere it was like you're going to have dinner with a really interesting fun person so originally what they wanted was to have a three-day experience like a longer term thing so people would if they're like uh visiting for a week you do on day one we do this on day two we do this and then day three we do this but it's only for like a couple of hours so you're not like spending three full days with somebody it's just that you don't you always have like you get to know someone over the course of a couple of days but each experience was just gonna be like a couple of hours and once they tested those out, they were then taking submissions for just like a one-off experience, which was like one day, but maybe for four hours. So I have both now. I've, I've mixed and matched mine so that you can either take a four-day uh, experience or you can just do the one-off experience. And I think because a one-off experience is obviously a cheaper option um, for people who have no idea what they're doing, it's like a safer option as well because, you know, if you sign up to spend more than one day with someone you're like what if we don't like each other or what if this is insane um but the experiences where there's been two or three people all signed up for the three-day experience it's become a real like close-knit getting to know somebody like it's become like I've met some really amazing people in over the three-day experiences who are like my close friends now you know and we we keep in contact and they are like they're like in my life now as actual people so it's been a really like yeah, fun experience just for me to, to, to be able to meet those people. And did Airbnb provide a lot of support in creating the experience and setting it up and, and marketing it? Yeah, they were amazing. They, they actually gave me way more support than I was expecting to get. And they, they just, they really, really listened to what the problems were going to be because they wanted to make this happen. They were so passionate. I've never known a company be so personally passionate about, you know, like launching an idea. So they, they talked to us about what we want to do. 
and then we've submitted a form and they did a lot of writing the copy for us um so because i mean i i forget that not everybody like runs their own business and i run my own business i do my marketing and and everything else so i'm kind of used to writing copy and, and making things sound good but obviously not everyone does that so they were happy to write the copy for us they came and took promotional pictures which i know they do for the for the um hosting like places sort of thing um they filmed little like promotional videos for it they set up the app so that we could put in the calendar and everything. And then what they did was they did, um, before the launch, they were very aware that because it's a new product, don't no one knows what they're signing up for, that reviews were the most important thing. And I think that's the same with, with when they started Airbnb, people are like, what, I'm going to stay in a stranger's house? What's going on? But the more you see reviews of people, the more you trust that you know, they're not axe murderers or whatever else. So they really were like, we need to get reviews. So they did a whole beta testing before November launch where anybody who was traveling to Los Angeles, they offered them because you've booked to have to, to use Airbnb while you're traveling, do you want to take an experience on the house? So they were offering it to people for free so long as they would review it, but they were still going to pay us to run the experience because they're like, well, we're using your time. So they were, they were funneling a lot of money into launching this whole project because they were just so passionate about it, about it working, you know, and because obviously, um, for me, I was like running photo shoots and, and taking map places. And so I needed to then pay my photographer, my makeup artist. So I'm like, well, if you're offering this to people for free, I'm then going to be out of pocket. But they were totally like, they were just really, um, they just really believed in the idea. And so that first couple of months, it was like tweaking, getting reviews, making sure, oh, maybe that experience lasts a bit too long, or maybe you don't need that because that's too much. And they were really like along the way, like talking to us, communicating with us, letting us know what the feedback was. A lot of people from Airbnb took the experiences. So they had firsthand, they, they knew exactly what they were offering their customers. It wasn't just like, hey, put an experience together and then floundering by yourself. Um, I've had at least, I think, 10 people from Airbnb come and, and take the experience themselves and then give feedback directly back to Airbnb. So yeah, it was a it was really um, very supportive and very hands on, and yeah, and I've loved working with them. It's just been a really really fun experience. And so there's quite a lot of uh, people who took your experience and Airbnb paid for it. And this was before November. This was during the the beta launch. Um, did all those uh, all those people who took the experience that they all leave a review? And are the, I mean, are those reviews still like visible on the experience page? Yeah, they're still they're still visible. Um, I don't know if everybody did leave a review, but the people who did leave a review, they're still up there right now. Yeah. Okay, interesting. I'm I'm actually looking at the experience right now, and one of the things that I was wondering about is what about the timing? Can you can you set certain days where you're open to do the experience? Because I imagine you know you have other things to do as well, so you you're not going to be available every single day. So what they did to begin with was they wanted to, because it wasn't going to work unless everybody had availability. So they gave us like a retainer thing to say, if you put up, especially with the three day experience, because it takes up so much of your time. They're like, if you make it available to at least six people twice a month, then we'll pay you a retainer fee in that, again, the beta testing so that they could guarantee that we'd be available to do it, which was so helpful again, because I'm like, well, I can't put that up there and take time off work if, you know, like only one person signs up. And, and then I'm like, 
you know, making what, like a hundred dollars for three days of my life. So, um, it was a really helpful thing that they were like, well, we're going to secure while we're in this testing phase, we're going to pay you a, a retainer to, to hold those dates open. Um, that's, that's no longer the issue now that we've launched, but, um, that in the first days is really great because, um, now obviously they've got, it's more because of us at the launch, there's more awareness, blah, blah, blah. But, um, you basically have a calendar on your app. You have to download the app. And then you just type in the days that you want to run the event. Um, the difficulty I found was that my three-day event happened over four days, if that makes sense. So it happened on the, th- the Thursday, the Friday. Nothing would happen on the Saturday. And the final day would be the Sunday because I want them to have a day in between to kind of like chill out. And, you know, it's, it's a lot to be hanging around with the stranger for three days. But then it meant I couldn't put anything in for that Saturday because in the mind of the app, it was taking over those four days. Do you know what I mean? Um, and then sometimes it would list back when it was, it was having glitches, it would list it as a four day experience. So I think some people were like, Oh, four days, that's a bit too much to be hanging around with this person. But now it's listed as three days and it has that little gap in it. But there was, there was, you know, little, there's little glitches all the way along. But like I said, they, they were had the foresight to say, you know, we wanted three or four months before the launch to try it out, see how the app works, see what people need, see what people don't need. I think they had a restriction where if you had a three-day experience, say starting on like the Wednesday, you couldn't book anything in for the Tuesday because they want you to be like prepped and focused for that, you know, experience. They really, really treated it like, you know, this is a job and this is professional and, you know, you need to be like on it when people come and they're spending time, you know, spending money to spend time with you and they're spending money for you to like essentially be their tour guide. Uh, it wasn't just like a slapdash, like, yeah, yeah, whatever, like, you'll just take someone for a drink if you have the spare time, you know, it was, it's very much like you're booking out your time to be with these people and to, to give them your attention. And do you, do you have two experiences this is now, like one for, because I'm looking at one that states four hours, and then you also have the one that's that's three days or spread out of the four days. Yeah, so what happens is um, part of my experience, or the, the three-day experience that I have, the first experience is that they come to a burlesque show and either I'll be in that show or I will go to the show with them because, um, I can't know in advance when I'm booked for a show. I know that the shows are going on, but it like, I, when you get booked up like a month in advance, whereas the app will take, um, bookings, like I think three or four months in advance. And some people like to go and see, the show and see you in it because it's like they feel they know somebody in the show and some people like to go and watch the show with you because it's like there's someone sat at their table who knows the people in the show so I didn't really feel like there was any benefit um like pros or cons like anything outweighed whether I was in the show or not so the first experience is I take them to a show so I meet them before the show and if I'm in it I'll then run away and I'll be in the show and I'll speak to them in between like in the intermissions and stuff then the second experience is they come to my studio and depending on who they are, if, if they want to actually learn some burlesque technique, I'll teach them some of that. If they just want to like play around, dress up and play around with props and costume and stuff, they do that. Um, it really depends if it's like two people or one person or six people. Like I just try to talk to the group and go, what's your interest? What do you want from this? Um, and then the third day is I have a photo shoot. And so based on the costumes they picked, in the workshop or if they've brought some, some people have brought stuff with them that they never get a chance to wear or, um, they, they found on their travels, you know, and we do the, the photo shoot on the final day. Some people can't commit to those two days. Some people don't really want to do the photo shoot element. So the one day experience is 
they come to my apartment um, like an hour before the show and we do like the dress up time then. And we just take selfies with like the costume. And, um, and again, I might teach them some like technique stuff and it's kind of like a pre-game. So they'll come to my studio, they'll see my, my props and costume storage. I'll talk to them about the world of burlesque, whatever. And then we'll all take uh, an Uber to a show. And again, either I'm in that show or I'm just watching it. But usually I'm, I think usually I'm just watching the show and that's nice because we have a chance to get to know each other. We have a couple of drinks at my place and then we'll all go and see the show together and I'll know all the bar staff and I'll know all the, the people in the show. And so it's kind of like, for someone who's traveling and is a doesn't know anybody and is kind of like oh I don't know where the best place is to go to actually meet good people, it's like an instant they're part of the group. You know, as soon as I take them into a venue, it's like they're one of the locals. And then for anybody who's like interested in burlesque but has never gone to a show before, you know, they won't be like oh I don't know what to wear or I don't know how to behave. I'm not sure where I should sit. I'm not sure how whether I should be cheering or not. Um, it's an, it's, well, it's like anything you, you know, if you want to try anything new, you usually will take a friend with you just for kind of moral support. So it's a nice way of like someone who's interested in that for me to like, go, Hey, I'll take you like under my wing and we can like experience this together. So that, I think they're the two benefits really of, of the, of any of the experiences. It's for someone who's, who's going to a new town and doesn't want to do the typical touristy stuff but wants some kind of guidance to make most of their time in that in that town and second of all to like if you want to experience something new like hang gliding or surfing or whatever and you're like oh just i i have the fear at least you know you've you're getting like the expert guidance to to for your first foray into whatever that world is that you want to experience and have you been getting a lot of a lot of guests uh taking the experience or is it kind of occasionally yeah, it, it comes and goes. You know, some months are busier than others. Um, I, I had nothing booked up for April, and then two days ago, three people booked up for the same date, like yesterday. Um, so it was kind of like, oh wow, there's three people. Um, and you can set a timer so that like you can go, well, these are the available dates, but you need to book up like at least two days in advance. Sometimes it's like, well, if your experience is, I don't know, something a bit low, more low key, then it, it, you can just book up that morning. Like that, you you can set your own restrictions. But I've had so many different styles of people like just doing it for different reasons. I've had some girls doing it because they really do want to get into the last. Some of them are moving to LA and they're just wanting to get that like base, like basic sort of like in introduction to, to people and stuff so that when they actually move here, they've got that base of friends. I've had sort of older women come and do it and they're like, this is the most amazing experience I've ever had. Like, especially doing the photo shoot, this woman was like, I feel visible again. Like she was like, I used to be a, a stewardess and I used to get all this attention from guys and, you know, just well, from anybody. And now I'm, I feel a bit older and I'm retired. I just, I miss that attention. And I just felt like I was past that really. Um, and then we did this makeover photo shoot and she's like, Oh my God, I feel like, you know, I feel like me again. And, and that's, I mean, me as a teacher, when I teach burlesque, that's kind of what I'm trying to get with people is, is giving them this new lease of life and this kind of uh, rediscovery of themselves. And so that's what I passionately believe in anyhow. And so when they, when people come to my experience, some people might just be doing it for a night out and that's cool. And I'm all good for a night out, but people who do actually want to like experience, especially the photo shoot experience, like they want to like try on stuff for the first time. And some people have never 
worn any of these style of costumes. And one girl came and said that she never got dressed up for Halloween because her parents said it was the devil's holiday. And I'm like, okay, come on, let's, let's dress you up. You know, like you're my new Barbie doll. And I just get a kick out of like passing that on to people and passing that gift on to people. And for people who come to see burlesque thinking, uh, it might be something seedy and whatever, but they come and see it's just a fun, interactive, like happy celebration. Uh, they come to the shows going, wow, I didn't realize this was what it was about. And um, we have like the most amazing times. And so it's just nice to be able to, I'm so passionate about that world and find it such an enjoyable and uh, life fulfilling experience. I just love being able to pass that on to people who had no idea what it was about or even that they would like it, you know, so it's it's good for me as well. And do a lot of the guests uh, take follow-up courses with you? Um, I've had one girl, because if they're all sort of traveling, there's not been that much option for it. But um, there is one girl who was moving to LA and she really, she wants to become a burlesque performer. And so we've been talking about um, doing classes. I think I, I met her in, I think, August or September. I think. I think it was more like October and she's hoping to take classes next month. So that's the sort of timescale of that. I don't think anybody else has, I've had like three or four people go, I want to take classes with you, but they all live kind of like across, across the country somewhere. And I'm like, well, we can do Skype classes. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, I think if we, uh, if they came back, I had a girl from France, she came back and we did a whole, she was going to come back for another month. And so we did a whole like private sessions where I, we did a burlesque act and she put it together and then she actually performed at the place that we'd very first gone to when she came on the Airbnb experience. So that was really, well, that was really awesome that she could come back a second time and, and actually like perform that time rather than just watching. But, uh, yeah, they, they all seem very excited by it. And, and even just like, I had, um, I had a guy who was over for, uh, he'd written a horror script and it had been selected at Shriekfest and his wife put him on the experience just because she was like, I think, you know, he would love to go out and experience that world. And she called me and she's like, it's, is it okay if I book him onto the experience? I know it's weird, but like he's married and he's not a creeper and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And so he came on this experience and he was so lovely and so appreciative. And then him and the other people on the trip got really, really close. And he came for the photo shoot. And he's like, well, I don't know what to do. And I was like, well, if you run this, because he ran a podcast um, reviewing horror films, I was like, let's do like a horror shoot. And let's put you in this like cloak with a lantern and some chains. And, you know, because it's not just about being sexy. I'm doing inverted fingers by the way when I say that um it's not just about being it's, it's about exploring other characters within yourself and just um you know letting go a little bit and so we did this whole photo shoot of him like being this horror grim reapery person and so at least we made use of I'm very much like let's do what pleases you like I'm not going come on this experience and everyone has to wear laundry in a corset and that's that's the experience it's like hey come down what do you want to use this experience for? And so, yeah, he used it for promotional photos for his podcast, which is which is pretty cool. Um, and then we've had a conversation because I'm an actor and I do, I do horror films as well. We've had this conversation about he's reviewed my stuff. And so that's been an ongoing friendship as well, which is I'm really appreciative of. Hosts, I can't emphasize how important it is to share recommendations of things to do or eat near your listing beforehand. Your guests won't have to go through TripAdvisor, Foursquare or Yelp. They won't have to scratch their head and think about possible places right in the moment. I've been using Hostfully to create an online and printable guidebook to show my guests my favorite coffee places in Amsterdam. 
They use my recommendations and I'm getting fewer questions from my guests as a result. I've also included screenshots of my guidebook on my Airbnb listing as a way to differentiate my listing from others. So make your own guidebook at hostly.com slash pad. So you, you mentioned uh, that during your experience, you really focus on what what the guests, what they want to really customize yeah. their experience. Um, it's, it's, I'm, I'm assuming that's something that you would recommend uh, people who want to try the Airbnb experiences, who want to be an experienced host, basically. Is there any other advice that you have for people who are listening right now and thinking of signing up? Yeah, actually, I, um, they recommended this guy to call me yesterday because he wanted to sign up. And, and Matt, who got me involved, he's like, you should call Kat because she knows exactly what she's talking about. I would say... First off, um, you really need to do an experience that is linked to your passions and your interests and that you have an in with. Um, this guy was saying he wanted to take people around like the best bars in Hollywood. And he's like, well, how do I contact the owners of the bars? And I was like, that's not the way to go about it. The way to go about it is what is your version of your town? Like, where do you go? What do you spend your time doing? What bars do you go to? What um, classes do you take? What activities do you do? Um, you know, if, if like when I take them to the, the burlesque shows, like I say, I know the door, the door stuff. I know the bar owners. I know the performers because I'm, that's my world. You know, I live in it. And the whole point of people paying you for an experience is it's like, it's like you go into a town and your brother, you know, has backstage passes for something because he works with that company. It's like you're paying to have that. I know someone who knows somebody vibe. It's not just, I live here. I'll, I'll escort you. It's like, I work here. I live here. Let me take you on a little journey with me. That is my life. So really think about what your passion is. Um, do you, you know, do you love going fishing? Do you love hiking? Do you love whatever it is? Even, even your job, like maybe your job is really interesting and you can take them around like on a little back tour of, of the job that you do, but it is really, it is really bringing the tourists, the, the travelers, um, into your life and into your world and sharing with them your passion. There's a girl who's in London, in uh, LA. She's um, like a, a chef and she's, I think she's from Mexico and she takes them around all the like unknown places that sell really good Mexican ingredients that no one really would know unless they like that was part of their life. Uh, so that's, that's my first thing is find a passion, find something that you can share with people and the second thing I think is just really uh, know that some people will like be flexible. You know, some people might just do it because they want they want to just hang. Like some people do my experience because they just want to like go to the show and hang out, and they don't want all the philosophical self growth stuff. You know, which I totally have on hand. But some people are doing it because they really want to know about the burlesque world. They want to be a burlesque performer. They want to know everything about it. So just just be like aware that if you do have this ingrown passion in something, they might not be as passionate and they don't, they don't need to know it all. You know, S some people want to try martial arts for an hour. Some people want the whole wax on wax off 12 years to, to like, get, you know, learn that skill. Um, but it's like, it's like any sort of any teaching is that you really, you might have your lesson plan, but depending on your students, everyone has a different level of uh, a different speed of learning and a different level of, of, of knowledge already. So just have your metaphorical lesson plan of what your experience is going to be. But just know that whoever takes your trip, there's such a wide spectrum of people. You need to be flexible with, with what they want and, and, and what's on hand. And 
you know, and, and don't take offense if it, if it is that they, they want something slightly different because, because they are paying for that experience, you know? <laughs> right. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, that's, uh, that makes a lot of sense to me that you, you put the needs of the guest first, you kind of put your, your own ego on the side and, and just kind of customize the experience to, to what, what your guests are looking for. Cause I mean, I, I used to have a call, like I'll do a workshop with them and they can learn like the techniques of burlesque. And one girl was just like, I just want to keep playing dress up. I'm like, fine, let's just do that for an hour. That's awesome. Like, I love that you're taking so much joy out of just trying on all the costumes. Like that's what it is, you know? Um, and also, the, the, what the two things that, that I've, they said to me that was mainly important is that you are interested in the people and you do want to meet people and you do want to, like, host them. You know, you, you're you not just sort of there babysitting them. You're actually interacting with them and interested in, in who they are and what their lives are. And also, you're giving them experience that they can't just get online. You know, it can't just be, like... I'll take you to the Hollywood sign because you can, you can get anyone to take you to Hollywood sign. Like, why are you taking them to Hollywood sign? What is your story? What do you know? What's your experience? Why are you so exciting and important? You know? <laughs> yeah. I think, I think it's really good advice to, to start with what you're passionate about when you're creating an experience, because you know, when I first thought about creating an Airbnb experience, I kind of naturally, my mind went to, you know, what's popular in Amsterdam you know, what do people want to see? And so it's like, oh, people want to go to the red light district. People want to see the windmills. People want to see the cheese market, you know? And, and, and so those ideas are the first one that kind of come to mind. But I mean, I personally don't have any interest in those activities at all. So, you know, it doesn't really make sense for me to, to do that tour. And you'll be stuck on that tour and you'll be bored and you won't care. And then they won't care. And then nobody will care and everyone will be upset. Whereas if you're going, if, if you're like interested in something really mundane, if you're like, let's go and see the dung beetles that are building their little nest in the, like, what that? but if you're so passionate about it and people are like, okay, let's go see the dung beetles then. And then you tell them all about the dung beetles. It's like your passion will rub off on the travelers and then they'll have this experience they never knew that they would have because who would have thought about looking at the dung beetle do you know what i mean like um yeah and no, i you, totally see what you mean it, this this reminds me of steve Irwin. you remember steve Irwin? Mm, yeah 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 the crocodile hunter yeah i mean, his passion, right talking about yes like, oh, so excited and then you get excited and then that's and that's the experience that they're paying for is you know yes people think about the windmills in amsterdam yes people think about the red light district but what do they not know about that's what you want to bring to them like because you live there you know the things that the tourists don't know about and that's what they want to go on airbnb they want to go on airbnb and click through experience and go oh my god i never knew that the da -da 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 existed in amsterdam that's freaking cool tell me about it so that's that's what will light people up for sure Exactly. So that was that was my second thought uh, when I realized, okay, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to do these touristy things because it's just I, I'm not very passionate about. I did, I don't know that much about it either. So then I I uh, I thought about you know what what do I want to do? What's my interest? And you know, I'm I'm very interested in uh, history and uh, especially the history of the Second World War. And I happened to be born in Arnhem, which was the the city where there was a pretty big battle. And I know everything about it. Like since I was like three years old, I've been reading about it. I've been watching movies. And so I thought, okay, you know what? I don't know if other people are going to really be interested in this, but I'm sure there are some people who are interested in it. So I just, you know, let me just put it up and and, and we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. It's like 
like uh it's like the rules of dating as well. It's um if you pretend to be somebody that you think people will be interested in, then you're gonna meet people who are interested in that. And you're not interested in that. So you're gonna meet people that you just will not get on with. The reason I've met so many amazing people is because I've met all the crazy weirdos who are interested in burlesque and getting dressed up. Do you know what I mean? So even if nobody liked the idea of going to a burlesque show and having a photo shoot done, then that's great because the people, if I made up an experience of, hey, let's go to all the cool nightclubs in LA, I don't like going to all the cool nightclubs in LA. So I'd meet all these people who did and I wouldn't get on with them and I'd have a really terrible time. But because I'm doing something that I'm passionate about, I'm attracting the people in that out there in the world who are all having a similar interest. So instantly, like I meet these people and we have things in common. We have like, we, we vibe off each other. And so if you're saying, oh yeah, no, not anybody out there is interested in history. Yeah, but there will be. And that means that when you meet those people, you're going to have like the best time ever. And then, and then you'll be paid for it to meet people who are like-minded and similarly passionate about what you're passionate about. And I think that's a huge part of it. You know, I'm not, it's then not a job. It's not like, oh, I'm being paid to take people around the sightseeing of LA. No, I'm being paid to like share my like passion with people. And that's, that's amazing. That's amazing feeling, you know? Absolutely. I, I totally feel you. Last thing I wanted to talk about before I let you go, what's the financial side? I know Airbnb takes 20%. Uh, you're charging $99 for a four hour experience, right? Is it, is it worth it financially or is it some, is it more like, you know, something that you enjoy doing and it, it makes a little bit of money on the side or, or could this actually be an interesting thing for, for people to uh, pursue in order to, to make a decent side income? It really depends on what your expenses are because for the three day experience, I believe that's priced at 220, something like that. And so, um, the shows, it depends which show I go to. Some shows are more expensive entry than the other ones. And some shows I'm going to be there anyway. You know, like if I'm in the show, my time of being at the show is, is irrelevant because they're spending time with me to be at the show, but then I would have been at the show anyway, because I'm in it. Then the photo shoot, obviously I'm paying a photographer and a, and a makeup artist. But then if six people sign on to the photo shoot, then that's negligible. Whereas one person signs on the photo shoot, that's like an entire day and two people's salary I'm paying just for one person. So it really kind of depends on, you know, what you're, if you're, if you're literally taking them around your place of work, like there's a guy who does, um, like a surfboard thing. And so he's using his own equipment. It's a place he'd be anyway. Um, they then go for lunch, but the traveler pays for their lunch. So I guess you're paying for your own lunch. Maybe, um, the one day experience, if I have one person take it, then I'm not really making much at all. They spend an hour with me, which is, you know, my studio is in my apartment. So I'm not paying for studio hire. It's my costumes and equipment. So I'm not, you know, that's my own stuff. I'm hanging out with someone for an hour. And then when we go to the show, I'm paying for their ticket and my ticket. And then maybe a couple of drinks. So I might only make like 30 bucks or something if it's one person. If it's six people, then, then yeah, I could make like 400, 500 in one night. It's, so it's really like the amount of people who are taking the trip. And like I said, it's also me making the most out of it in terms of every time I go to a show, I'm either in the show already, or I'm then networking with people who are in my world. 
So it actually gives me a reason because I don't, I don't get to go to burlesque shows that much if I'm not in them because I just feel like it's my work and, and I have, I have so many other things I need to get done in my life. Um, but because I've got an Airbnb person with me, it's like, Oh cool. Great. I get to go to that show that I never get to go to because I have to now, you know, and I've actually had a lot of good networking, um, results from having gone to a show that I probably wouldn't gone to just because I had an Airbnb person with me. So it's like I said, make it work for you. You've really got to just figure out how it works into your life, how much time you have available, you know, and, and just make it work for you really. Awesome. For, for those who are listening and who are, might be traveling to Los Angeles or maybe who live in Los Angeles or nearby, you can find Cat's uh, Experience at airbnb.com slash experiences 371. So you're number 371 of all the experience people. Obviously, I'll put the links in the in the show notes as well. Um, thanks you so much, Kat. I think this is really useful. Uh, I, I do have more questions. Maybe we, maybe we can do another interview at some point because there's a lot to talk about. I've, you know, I've never talked about this subject before. Um, oh, so it's really insightful. If people also want to find me, because um, I'm Kat Lakoe, but my performance name as a burlesque performer is Vixen Deville. So they can also find me under that name as well. Awesome. <laughs> well, we'll we'll put uh, we'll put that in the show notes too. Um, thanks so much for taking the time. It's been it's been really insightful, and uh, I wish you all the best with your burlesque business and your Airbnb experience. Yeah, and good luck with your uh, concoction of your own your own experience. <laughs> Thank you, and for all the listeners out there, of course, next week on Monday there will be another interview, and every Thursday there is the news updates, of course. So hope to see you then. Get paid for your pet. 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 Get paid for your pet.